This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Republican nominee. Yay! We do. We do. He's not the presumptive anymore. Yeah. Yay. Yay. We've locked it in and ripped the knob off. <laughs> I know I had to pay people. Donald Trump. I made the mistake of going on uh, some, some multiple social media websites. That is um, a mistake. To, uh, Every time. Just to see what people were talking about. Uh, a lot of people thinking, um, uh, I'm going to change my mind because he won. Um, a lot of people thinking I should just give up and never talk again because he won. Many people saying, look how good this convention is. How good the convention uh, is. None of those things are going to happen. A, that's a terrible convention. It's been bad so far. I mean, look, I don't. It's terrible. I, I, mean, don't, I don't blame Donald Trump necessarily. You know, for that, and I don't blame I, his kids. They're not politicians, but no, and they're, they're not. Okay. They're not public speakers. But they, I keep hearing how great they were. Donald Jr. or whatever his name is was not good last night. I, I mean, I, I, I don't think he was good. I only saw bits and pieces. Of it. I honestly, I mean, look, I, I expect his kids to say nice things about him. I'm well, not of course they're going to. I, I'll tell you what I want to see the rest of this convention. I would like to see Ted Cruz see what he does. That's I don't real. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't. I, I have to force myself to watch the Mike Pence thing. Um, oh, I, know. Uh, I should watch it because of work, uh, but I, I don't really have a strong interest What's in it. What's the Mike Pence thing? You mean his speech? His speech. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I thought he was going to dan- do a dance routine or he, he had something well, special planned. I mean, like a no, it's just a speech juggling with, with some or? origami in it. But I mean, oh, it's okay. just a speech. He speaks tonight. Too. Um, he's tonight. So oh. there's two tonight. I wouldn't mind seeing. Yeah, Pence um, and Cruz. I'm Cruz. probably going to watch this stupid thing tonight. Whoa. I don't want what about, to. I will watch Cruz for what about, sure. What about Lynn Patton? Who? Who? Lynn Patton. Who is the... Is he, uh, I mean, Lynn Patton is Trump the stakes, or? vice president of the Eric Trump Foundation. Yes, oh, okay, yes, yes so gotta that. see Lynn And, and she tonight. is the senior is, assistant to well, Eric Trump. Well, of course she is, like, Ivanka like we didn't Trump know that. and Donald Trump. There you go. Um, wow. I, so I want so. I, I want to see... I, I will watch Trump, though, you know, as you know, I'm not a fan, but I, for the history and the news, I will watch that. I also would like to see Ivanka. I mean, I feel like Ivanka is the one with the actual future here. She seems to be the yeah. strongest one in the group, um, so no I would kidding. like to see that as well. Um, there were reports that Donald Jr. last night was like, you know, the star is born. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, they gave him a I, lot of prep for that, but the, I, then I heard it today I, I for the first time. I thought he was, like, I really mediocre. Was, yeah. I yeah, mean, but, really. And he's a registered Democrat, right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, which is interesting in that, like, uh, <laughs> yes. all the Trump people are telling us we need to get on board when his own kids are registered Democrats. I don't know what board. Um, the other part of this is uh, I will say uh, he did not plagiarize any of uh, his speech, um, as was uh, wildly reported. Uh, if he did, nobody media. wants to take credit for it. Um, <laughs> well, no, actually. Actually, the guy he did, did nobody's take credit admitting for it. to it. The guy did take credit did for it. He was a, co- uh, I guess, a writer, and he wrote the speech for him. And oh. uh, and people found similarities to his speech and the, the the guy, the stuff the guy had posted online. Well, it was his. He wrote it, oh. so uh, that's plagiarism. No, I don't. I mean, I, and that's kind of what it came, if I remember correctly, of the Obama plagiarism with uh, Duval Patrick. It's like, you can't plagiarize if you gave it to him. And yeah. I, said, uh, he, I said you can have it, and it's yours. That is, I think, a big line. Okay. It is a big line. If, if the person who yeah. you stole it from says, yeah, absolutely, I'm thrilled he used it, you're going to get out of it. Um, there is a diff- there's a difference between what he did, though, and what, uh, what, what uh, Donald Trump Jr. did yesterday, in that uh, he you know, Obama was friends with Deval Patrick. He mm-hmm. liked his speech. He mm-hmm. took it and, and made it. And, and probably at some point, Deval Patrick said, yeah, use whatever you want. Yeah. Um, the difference, I think, is actually better for the Trump family in that uh, they actually paid this guy to write a speech for him. Like, mm-hmm. of course, he's using his words. They actually well, yeah. paid him to write the speech. Yes, right. he's I mean, using their and words. And that happens all the time. Yeah, you could have a slight problem the with time. the writer, perhaps, in that he should probably not be using stuff he's previously written and posted. You shouldn't put that in the speech. Um, because it opens up to some of these problems, but I mean that's not a big deal. Neither no. neither of these plagiarism scandals are a big deal. You know, the, the, the Melania thing wasn't a huge. It wasn't deal. a big Who deal. Cares? The only but thing that was a big deal about it is that they continue to lie. They about lie about it. it. I don't right. know why. Yeah. Um, there is a big, I will say, big report in New York Times, the New York Times today that we didn't get to, uh, mostly because you know the, just get, you know we have a short attention span and, and it's, you know, it's kind of an old story. The Times basically painted the timeline, uh, and NBC has confirmed at least parts of this. That uh, the early draft of the speech NBC got a hold of and in the Times has seen uh, and it did not have any of the stuff in it. The stuff that the mm. speech writers wrote did not have that in it. Mel- they sent mm. the speech to Melania and were waiting for notes back. Melania never responded to them with notes. So they when they watched the speech happen, they had never seen most of the stuff in it. She totally tore the speech apart and, and rewrote it. Really? Now, there's a in the Times story it talks about how she worked with another writer, a guy, right, a woman, a friend who, of hers or something, a right? woman who wrote one of Trump's books right. to rework the speech, because I guess she didn't mm-hmm. like it initially, um, even though Jer- I guess Jared Kushner saw it and did like it. Um, but uh, she didn't like the speech. She tore it up, uh, um, kept a couple parts of it, but not much. And not, none of the um, Obama parts. Uh, and then whoever wrote that book worked with her at some point. So the the way the Times report reads is she may have had a little bit of help, but it probably was her. I mean, that's the way it reads. Now, you know, you could certainly argue. I mean, there was some you want to talk about ridiculous nonsense in this Times story. Holy crap. There was one point they go, uh, you know, people were criticizing Melania for taking these things. And they put a couple tweets, which is, I guess, how news coverage is done now. You just like yeah, find a couple tweet people who stuff. tweeted about something and yeah, put it yep. in your news story. But then they say, but uh, some of it was very serious, um, including this, you know, comment. And it was like, I we have seen this for far too long. White women stealing the work of black women and the black women's bodies and minds and spirits. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute. And that was the serious one? It was the serious one. Like, oh, this was, okay. People were All racially right. offended mm-hmm. that she took uh, the words of a freaking first... You say, she's so downtrodden. She's mm-hmm. the first lady of the United States. Oh, so uh, I mean, it's so I mean, that absurd. is stupid. But, I mean, I thought that was an interesting thing and in that they kind of made it seem like... Now, this could be also the speechwriter saying, well, yeah, nothing to do with that. But yeah. since they can produce the early version of the speech, it seems like their their claim has some credibility. So tonight it's uh, Ted Cruz at the convention. Um, and uh, Donald Trump Jr. said, such a great honor to be the Republican... Uh, or I guess Donald tweeted last night, such a great honor to be the Republican nominee for president of the United States. I will work hard and never let you down. Oh, never going to give you up. Oh, I think never going to let you down. And I think he did that on purpose. Yeah. Uh, America first. I think he Trump did that wrote. to say, no, we say this all the time. Right. What are you talking about? Uh, it'll probably become a campaign thing. Yeah, because this is how Never going to let you down. I will sure say, you're not. outside sure. of thinking Trump is a complete disaster, and I look, I, I could we, you know, and this goes back to me being on Facebook too much the last uh, 24 hours, but it's like, we can sit here and lie to you if you want. Do you want that out of a show? Is that what the is that what the hell you watch these shows for? You want someone who's going to come out here and tell you how great Donald Trump is when hey, they don't believe it? I like it? him now. Yeah, I mean, I, what uh, the you hell know, do you want? He's nominated now, so I like him now. I'm so amazed by that. That's if I stupid. ever ever stupid. had the inclination, the belief that a host that I watched was lying to me because they thought that's what the audience wanted to hear. I would never watch that show again, regardless mm-hmm. of opinion. How many times do we come out here? and defend impossible-to-defend viewpoints because we believe them. It happens all the freaking time. And why do we do that? Not because we're trying to please you with every word that comes out of our mouth, because we think you're intellectually honest and curious enough to hear other viewpoints, and that you come here to have a little bit of a level of disagreement at times with somebody you think is at least speaking to you honestly. I, I mean, I cannot understand how you could possibly come to any other conclusion. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's like, I, I'm so amazed. Get on, the tr- get on the Trump train. How disingenuous would that be if we got on the Trump train? No, they don't care about it. I mean, I, look, at, I, look at their hero, if, yeah, Trump. If you like Trump, I guess. I mean, but I mean, it's, it's not all people that were Trump from the beginning. It's some people who liked Cruz or liked Walker or liked Rubio or liked Jindal. And now mm-hmm. they're like, well, he's the nominee. Gimma, come on, just get on the bandwagon. You, we've heard enough. It's about time to move on. I'm not moving on with the damn country. I want it to continue and succeed. Right. Therefore, I'm not going to advocate a guy who I believe to be a dishonest authoritarian. But we have mostly moved on from talking about I mean, him. I mean, we not, do, uh, rarely do. I right. I mean, we our solution. This week yeah, our solution. Because is it's this. the convention. Right. Like, I'm going to be honest about it when we talk about it. But yeah. I understand that you don't want to be beat over the head with it constantly. And so we're trying so, not to do that. So we talk about it a little bit less, mainly mm-hmm. because there's not really another option. I got to be honest with you. If, if Gary Johnson starts hitting 20, 25 percent. I don't want to talk about that more. Right now, he's at 13, which is would be the highest third party uh, uh, total other than Ross Perot in 50 years. Well, I mean, it's pretty significant. Probably I mean, I'm just. Ever. I mean, uh-huh. I know. Uh, I mean, you go uh, the Bull Moose Party back in the day did pretty well. Uh, did better than that. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, there was. Uh, I mean, the 1800s. There were many examples of this. Uh, but I mean, you know, there were. Uh, there's been. Uh, a, you know, Wallace, George Wallace. What did he get? 
uh, nine, 13, 11. I mean, he, gets, uh, I he got electoral votes, which 13. He got electoral votes, which, which made him stand out a little bit. But again, bottom line is what I'm saying here is it's pretty mm-hmm. notable what's happening right now uh, with Johnson. And I, I wish I was more thrilled with Johnson, um, but I'm not. I, you know, I, yeah, I find him to be, uh, a, you know, he's not my type of libertarian. However, I'd still rather have him be president than either of the other two, you know, immediately. The mm-hmm. point, though, I'm, I'm trying to make here is think about what you want out of a show. If what you want is a, a bunch of people to go on television and lie to you and tell you, uh, you know, uh, to, you know that, uh, that it's raining when they're urinating on your leg, you can absolutely get that all over the media. It is highly, highly available. The reason why we do these stupid shows is, you know, not because we want to, we want people with R's next to their name to win. That is not the goal here. And if, you know, if that's your goal, I mean, it's Reince Priebus's goal, but I don't know why it would be your goal as a citizen. I, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't connect with that, with that view of the world, you know. Um, so, I mean, again, I understand. I, I actually, I talk to many people um, who will tell me, look, you know, you know, like I, you know, I know Trump's not a conservative and I know he's not the best guy in the world, but look, you know, it's, I'm not, I can't deal with Hillary. I completely understand that viewpoint. It's not my viewpoint. It's not Pat's viewpoint. Jeffy's viewpoint is spoons. But, you know, I I don't. (laughs) The point is that I get it if that's where you are. But, I mean, I don't think you want us to come on the air every day and tell you how this guy's, oh, no, you know what? He's good. We should line up behind him when we don't believe it. We don't believe it. We've seen enough of this guy. We've been doing research on this guy for a long time. We've seen his actions for a long time. We are holding him to the standards that everyone else held, uh, you know, Mitt Romney to. I mean, the amount of people that will call up and tell us Mitt Romney was a wishy-washy rhino and then praise Donald Trump, it's perplexing. None of these guys that get criticized by, uh, by Trump supporters are even as even remotely less conservative than Donald Trump is. Donald Trump is is far more liberal than uh, than all these guys that are criticized. You played the clip on uh, in one of the breaks of radio where they booed Mitch McConnell coming out. I think Mitch McConnell sucks. If Mitch McConnell runs for president, I will continue to tell you he sucks. I won't vote for him because he sucks. However, he's considerably more conservative than Donald Trump. It's not close. There's not a, it's not there's not a contest there. It's it's a it's it's a guy without legs against Usain Bolt. That's where the separation is. So to sit here and even in the middle of this wonderful celebration with all the glorious glowing stars like Scott Bale and some golfer and some person that was on a soap opera, even with all of that going on, we're still going to be boring and honest. Sorry. We're not going to get involved in the party. The disco ball with Trump's head on it isn't going to fall down from the ceiling. We're going to continue to tell you what we actually think. If that's not what you want from media, this is the wrong place for you to be. You should probably not get on social media so much. A little fired up. Seem a little worked up. A little fired up, but I mean, do you disagree with any of that? Do you disagree with any of it? Well, the fact that you got on social media. Well, I mean, you disagree with the process of how I got to it, but I'm saying generally no, speaking, not. it's true, not. right? I mean, yeah, it's it like it is and true. I, I, I'm, it the, is true. The reason I'm fired up about it is less about mm-hmm. Donald Trump, it more about like 
I, you know, we do this for a living. Mm-hmm. We love doing this. We love talking about uh, uh, about these topics. And we all are in this industry because we, at some point in our lives, fell in love with talk radio and, you know, what's turning into television and different mediums. The, the idea that people would want that out of a show is what's most offensive to me. Yeah, well, the Trump supporters are crazy, you know. I've yes. kind of given up on oh, yeah. looking at any of their stuff. Yes. And because... Exactly what happened to you happens to me every single time I give in to the sensation to, well, I just see what they're saying. Yeah. No, no it's, it's a, not a good bad idea. idea. I, I, you know. It's a bad idea. Yes, yeah, so you're right. Um, in April, uh, George W. Bush had a big get-together for his birthday and had like a thousand people uh, gather here in Texas. And he apparently said to a small circle of former advisors in a private moment with them, that uh, he he said, I'm quoting now, I'm worried that I will be the uh, uh, last Republican president. So he thinks, I guess because Trump is so bad that he'll destroy the Republican Party. Is, yeah. is he of a like mind with us on that, right? Yeah, I think he is. I mean, you know, different reasons. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, yes. Our re- I, his reasons are that Trump is too conservative on, for instance, immigration, probably. You know, he doesn't want the. Yeah, maybe. George Bush does maybe. not want the no. fence built. But or what the he wall wants is Jeb Bush, right? I mean, yeah, and he, he wants, wants Jeb Bush. Um, and, and so he sees yes. this. And not to mention, like, you know, he sees the things that Trump claims to be conservative on are the things that he would think politically hurt the party, yeah. like immigration. Um, yeah. you know, I don't think Trump is actually conservative on, on immigration, but his, his... Or really much of anything. Or really much of anything. But he is yeah. saying that. It's like, in a way, it would actually be worse. Uh, it's worse <laughs> what he's doing. Um, because he's getting... We don't get the benefits of the policy because he's not actually conservative. And we get the negatives of pushing for it all the time. Where we're kind of, you know, Bush was a little bit in the middle there where he was he would say good things about the border sometimes. But his actions mm-hmm. were kind of the opposite where he was looking for the comprehensive immigration reform and things like that. But he tried to come off. Well, while I want border security, but we will still embrace other people where Trump is like, obviously not even attempting. that. Yes. And it, it's just kind of interesting, though, that uh, Bush is uh, no former Republican president is going to attend the, con- the convention. None of them are going to endorse. Of course, there's what, two alive and they're both Bushes. So is Ford, uh, isn't Ford still alive? Ford's dead, isn't he? Isn't Gerald Ford dead? Yeah, Ford Charles said, Ford I'm thinking died. of a Carter. Carter's alive. He's not but he's not Republican. Republican. No, you're right. No. So there's, <laughs> so two, Ford is dead? there's two former okay. Republican presidents, and they're both named Bush. Right? And not, yeah, and they're not going to go. And they're not going to go. Um, so it's kind of an interesting Boy, convention in that way. And the other night they held up uh, speaking. <laughs> he never made it to the presidency, Bob Dole. Oh, but yeah. they showed him uh, the first night. Well, he's uh, got to be in his nineties, right? Yeah. Like 93, yeah. 92, 93. They He was like uh, they were holding him up, almost like sure. with one of those pope sticks. You know, like how they hold, <laughs> used to hold the pope up. <laughs> was pope, he actually standing? The pope would start. Yeah, he was. Was he? Oh, it was pretty. Oh, bad. Yeah, pretty bad. Uh, by the way, Ford died in two thousand six. Yeah, so yeah, he's been a while. Very dead. Yeah, he's been a while. Still, but he is still dead. He is still dead. <laughs> still dead. Uh, Francisco, Francisco Franco <laughs> is still, still dead. dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't, uh, you know, I think uh, part of it is that obviously there's just not there. But Cheney's not going either, is he? No, Cheney's not on board either. Yeah, I mean, I, so it's kind it's, of it's interesting. interesting. The never Trump deal is 
Uh, someone was calling it, oh, you got to get this never Trump movement is dead. To be honest, at this point, it's not a movement. What it is, is a di- it's a very diverse people of uh, taking individual stands for different reasons. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's a principled position. It's a principled position, it's a but it's very diverse. I'm not pushing it on anybody. And neither yeah. are you. Yeah. I mean, None I, of us are. Yeah. I, 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 I was in the primary. I certainly was. Uh, but I, you know, now I mean, it's over. He won. I mean, I will still try to do everything I can to get somebody else elected, uh, but that's not named Hillary Clinton. Um, you know, but I mean, it, it, I will say this: it's not something where it's a very small group. I think at this point, the mm. group is very diverse. There are a lot of people who think Trump, uh, his actions are too conservative. I am, uh, I believe, he's too liberal. Uh, there are a lot of people who just think he's generally speaking an offensive person. Um, there are people who yes. think that the Republican Party will be hurt. I am not one of those. I could yeah, I care, care less if George Bush is the last Republican president. If he's the last Republican president, good. Hopefully something else comes along. The only reason it's bad is if they're all Democrats from here on. So then I'm, 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 I don't want that to happen. But I don't. I have no love for the Republican Party. I don't care if it collapses. Yeah. If it collapses, it collapses. Whatever. Hopefully something else better rises. Uh, you know, you got to deal with that. But I, I think he's right to be concerned about that. I mean, from the multiple perspectives, the damage being done by Trump to the party in general is immeasurable. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about this. He's currently polling at half of the um, Hispanic vote that Romney got. Now, half of it. That seems like it's not good. It almost seems too high. I mean, it's like it is in like low double digits, like 12 or 14 percent, which seems a little bit high for Trump. Uh, I don't know that we'll actually get that. Uh, but I mean, that is a uh, you can't, is, you know, with, with the way the demographics are going. And remember, there's two or three states they just pulled. It was Ohio. And do you know the other one off the top of your head, Jeffy? It was Ohio and Pennsylvania where, where he polled with black voters at zero percent. Zero yeah, percent. Yeah. Did I just see that you're wearing the same shirt as our stock footage? Is that <laughs> probably? Is that uh, yes, you are. Yes, and so it fits in nicely with the uh, with the stock footage. Well, so use it today. It'll make you feel better. <laughs> yeah, no, I. <laughs> we yeah, are. You're right, Jeffy. We're, there you yeah, go. All yeah. Right. All right. All right. So sorry for ranting. I, I guess I should be off. Of the well, fired up today. Well, I just it's, you know we're in the okay. middle of this. It's the it's yeah. it's the. It, this is people are like, oh, you bet you feel pretty stupid, and I bet you feel desperate, and I bet you feel suicidal. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much all yeah, because we care about our country. We care about so, it. like, yeah, so weird like, that you don't, frankly. Someone uh, again with another one of these commenters. Oh yeah, I, I thought you and Glenn were going to commit suicide. You promised to commit suicide if uh, if if uh, Trump won. It's like really, I don't remember saying that. So of course uh, they follow up with a link which says. Which Glenn, I'm not even mentioned in the article. Glenn says, uh, I'll be suicidal if Cruz loses. Uh, yeah, being suicidal and committing suicide are two different things. Mm-hmm. It's like being hungry and eating. Those are two different things. Like, I'm hungry. I'm not eating. I'm not going to hang myself. But absolutely I'm suicidal at this point Wait. politically. There's Wait. no... I know, you're disappointed. Being hungry and not eating? You can be hungry. Let me explain this concept to you. You can be hungry and not eat. You can be suicidal and not commit oh my suicide. Gosh, are you stupid? I don't think that's possible for that me is right not now. Possible. Judging by what I see <laughs> in the monitors, uh, being hungry and eating are hand in hand okay, for sorry. me. Yeah. Bad example. Uh, <laughs> more than half of all homes in America are located in what are known as natural disaster danger zones. Yeah. So you're in trouble. Now, a natural disaster danger zone, in case you can't figure it out by uh-huh. the name. Is some place where a natural disaster could cause danger. So, or you're in danger of a natural disaster happening, mm-hmm. 
Or mm-hmm. does that mean that the other half are completely safe and nothing can, bad could ever happen? Nothing bad can ever happen, ever happen to the, the other, other 50%. No, so look, good for you guys. We all know. The biggest <laughs> thing about uh, something like a natural disaster or uh, – because natural disasters are at least – at some point on a, on a big picture scale, predictable. Like yeah. you know, a certain amount of, are going to happen over a certain amount of time. You don't know when they're coming. Yes. Um, so that's an easy one to get prepared for. But be honest, we don't know. We have you no freaking know. idea. Because you have no idea what's coming. One hundred percent of us are in danger zones. So don't be caught unprepared. <laughs> I mean, literally everybody is in a danger zone yeah. for something. The Boston bombing can happen in yeah. any place. Uh, yeah. You know, a, a terrorist attack can happen at any time. A food uh, supply disruption can happen. I mean, you, you continue to implement some of the policies we're doing now. Uh, you look to Venezuela and see how they're doing. You better hope that if you live in, yeah. in, in, in Venezuela, you, you went to my Patriot Supply already. Because, mm-hmm. you know, now you're not going to the food shelves. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Really uh, there's bad. nothing to get anymore. The whole society is shutting down. And while we're not close to that right now, we're, we're, we're closer than we think we are. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, go to my Patriot Supply. I okay. mean, we keep telling you this. Yeah. Just do it. I mean, you get a four-week supply for $99. Food's delicious, lasts up to 25 years. Don't wait for a disaster to strike. Get prepared now by calling 888-411-5290. I I don't have a phone. I only go on the web, though, so I can't get it. Okay, you do have a computer? I do have a computer for sure, obviously. Go to preparewiththeblaze.com. Okay, but I I don't have a a computer. It's down. I only have a phone. All right, well, then make the phone call at uh, 888-411-5290. That's probably smart. Or preparewiththeblaze.com. Do it right now. Get it over with. Jeez. Come on. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's. I mean, it's not going to sell your home. I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. to turn to uh, when things get political oh. is uh, Captain Morgan. Captain, Mor- Captain like a, Morgan. In the, was he a military figure? No, he's an alcohol. He's an alcoholic he, beverage. He's a beverage? He's a beverage. Oh. Captain Morgan, about- the alcoholic beverage. Is that spiced rum, Jeffy? I love Captain Morgan. It- do you really? I do not. Honestly, you do? No, uh, no I don't. No, uh, okay. My first wife did, for sure. <laughs> rum and Coke, You're going to blame your first wife, yep, who's no longer with us and can't defend herself. Okay, whatever. Well, I mean, it wasn't I- Captain Morgan's fault. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whose fault was it? Yours? Yeah, we all know. Mm-hmm. There's, okay. a, there's another captain uh-huh. uh, involved in that one. Captain Oreos over here. <laughs> Can't prove that. <laughs> uh, so Captain Morgan um, wants to amend the Constitution. Yes, which you don't see pitched by alcohols that often. <laughs> not, except not for that maybe, often. At least since the Prohibition re- Amendment was repealed. Um, uh, since then, they've been pretty silent on amending the Constitution, but they have an idea for you here. And this is, I think... Serious? Is it real? I, I think it's legitimate. Okay. Watch. The power is 18 million women each week. Tiffany Pham, connected to the White House, to the world, somebody or other, revolutionized the education model. These are all young people, yeah, but under 30. Achieved something. Under 35s can do just about anything except be president. Let's amend that. And as 
serious? I think okay, it's serious. Sign our petition under 35potus.com. Are you kidding me? That is the worst idea in the history of mankind. I think we should raise the voting age to 35. Yes! That's, uh... Thank you! <laughs> that is my constitutional amendment that I'm pushing for, is that the voting age should start at 35. And you certainly can't be president under that. Well, you can't vote for something you can't be. Right. I mean, that's <laughs> right. uh, clear. Uh, it's an interesting yeah, thing. And like obviously from Captain Morgan, it's a pander to get people to drink their alcohol. I mean, I think that's fairly yeah. obvious. Yes. However, I don't think I've ever heard anyone pitch it before. Um, and I, you know, well, it's a stupid idea. It's a because stupid idea. Uh, there's a reason for 35, and that's because you've got enough life experience at mm-hmm. that point to where you know there's a pretty good bet that you're a mature enough human being that you could handle that kind of position. When you're 25, like these guys, they're they're pushing 23, 25. You don't have enough life experience to be the president of the United States. You haven't gathered that kind of wisdom. Unbelievable. No, and by the way, um, 35, when this rule was made, was not 35. 35 was, 35 like, was like three 65. quarters of the way through your life. Yes. They were like, you yes. need to be on Earth like almost dead before you're president. Right. Now, luckily, we've kept that in practice uh, anyway. As you look at our field, you'll note that we've uh, pretty much made the age 70 anyway. Uh, but it is kind of interesting in that, like, that was one of the things that they wanted to do with this, was to make sure it was someone who really had enough life experience to be older than almost everybody else. Right. right. I mean, uh, most people... Where you've gathered a little wisdom. Yeah. You know, you've had some life experiences. You know the difference between, uh, you know, um, good things and bad things. Seven, good decisions and bad decisions. Seven, and you made some the, along the way. Now, I, I just pulled up one random chart. The United Kingdom. In the United Kingdom, life expectancy in 1791 was... 39. You had to be 35 <laughs> so to be president. that's equivalent to... What Making is, it about 70 about today, 70, 74? And again, we've naturally done that with wow. the market. The market has solved this issue. That is amazing. The only people that will be approved to be president are in their 70s. Um, I well, mean, Bernie Sanders is the youthful generation these days. I mean, obviously, Obama. If Trump younger. is elected, he will be the oldest president in American history. Really? The oldest older than elected. Reagan. Yes, when wow. he was first elected. Right, because he was 68 when he yeah. was elected. Yeah. So he will be 70 years old, and wow. he will be the oldest president of all time. At 69, Hillary would be the second oldest of all time. So we're either going to have the oldest or the second oldest mm. in American history. It's pretty amazing. More patents, too, coming up in a sec. But 35? No. I mean, under 35? Definitely no. Mm. Oh, we no. have a, a, a claim of responsibility on the plagiarism from the Trump campaign. Oh, we'll boy. Back. All right. Nice. train to hell i don't know why why can't you board the trump train to hell why i don't know guys attempt why to stop lying for 15 <laughs> they seconds they can't they lie they cannot about lying. everything they lie about everything. Re- read this for, latest statement for two days 
The Trump campaign has been saying there was no plagiarism. There was no plagiarism. There was. They were not. They were not. They were just similar phrases. Because there wasn't. Everyone says those phrases. My Little Pony. (laughs) That that, that was even in My Little Pony. Just similar thoughts that everyone believes. (laughs) Now, did My Little Pony do a whole episode around those uh, phrases? They did. They. uh, They. It was one of the RNC defenders came out and said, "Look, we found this phrase in a My Little Pony cartoon and read it." Yeah. Oh, Sparkle Horse. Out of here. What did Sparkle Horse say? And one of the phrases. Like, we all awesome. have to live our dreams. You know, that sounds yeah. like the Led Zeppelin defense. Well, these uh, four chord structures have been around forever. For them. That was true. It that that was true. That uh, was here true. it is but not. And amazing. this is what we're. Th- I can't get on board with a campaign that think about what they've done. They've come out here and gone on television 50 times and told you that it was not plagiarism. They didn't lift anything from Michelle Obama's words. These were just thoughts that she had. They're common phrases. They lied to you 50 times the last two days. Here's the statement today from the campaign. To whom it may concern. I told you about, by the way, about this author who helped write Trump, one of the books. And uh, this is her, right? This is her. Okay. Her name is Meredith MacGyver. I, uh, MacGyver, excuse me. Um, I'm an in-house staff writer of the Trump Organization. I am also a longtime friend and admirer of the Trump family. In working with Melania Trump on our recent First Lady speech, we discussed Uh-oh. many people who inspired her and messages we wanted to share with the American people. Mm. A person she has always loved liked is Michelle Obama. Let oh that set in just for just a second and oh. then we'll move, we'll get come back to that. Let that soak in. Yeah, it's Let worth that it. soak in mm-hmm. Trumpanistas. Yes. A person Melania Trump has always liked and obviously admires is Michelle Obama. Suddenly mm-hmm. that's okay? Uh-huh. Suddenly that's great? Suddenly you're good with that? Okay. Um, right, we, uh, Trump is, uh, has good. some tw- tweets good. about it. Can, we can get, if we could pull them up, that would be great after this uh, letter. It's unfreaking um, believable. Man. I, uh, she says uh, <laughs> she's always liked of Michelle Obama. Over the phone, Melania read this author some uh, passages from Mrs. Obama's speech as examples. I wrote them down and later included them in some of the phrasing uh, in the draft that ultimately became the final speech. I did not check Mrs. Obama's speeches. This, is this was my mistake, and I feel terrible for so the chaos plagiarism. I caused. Uh, uh, from Melania and the Trumps, as That's well great. as Mr. Obama, no harm was meant. Yesterday, I offered my resignation to Mr. Trump and the Trump family, but they rejected it. Mr. Trump told me that people make innocent mistakes, and that we learn and grow from our experiences. Again, so they, lied. they have been on TV they saying it wasn't a mistake over and over and over and over again. It was not plagiarism. Even over and over. Manafort was on TV today. After she offered yesterday her resignation for this mm-hmm. mistake with plagiarism, saying it wasn't plagiarism. These people are the most dishonest. How you could trust one policy proposal from these people is incredible. Well, the me. reason you can is they, there hasn't been one yet. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, well, <laughs> to build a wall and have Mexico pay for it. <laughs> that's not but really I, a policy. No, it's that's not. A, that's a pipe dream. I, I, again, like I, I, this was not a big deal. If they mm-hmm. came out and said just this the morning after, it would have been to- totally fine right. with me. I don't mind this. Uh, now, I will say, if Mich- think about this process for just a second, Pat. I come to you and I say, Pat, you're writing a speech for me. One of my favorite speech, uh, speech uh, givers is mm-hmm. Jeffy. And one of the things I really love that he says is spoons, 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 18 spoons. Mm -hmm. So as I'm saying that, you write that down and you Mm -hmm. put it in the speech. Don't I recognize the 18 spoons thing that I told you about when I read the speech myself? Uh, yes. When I'm about to give the speech, do I not look down and say, wait a minute, this is the 18 spoons thing I told him about. She just put it right in the speech or he just put it right in the speech. All you have to do to avoid all this crap is 
give attribution. Like Michelle said, like Michelle Obama said, our first lady in 2008, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, like, blah. I don't agree with Michelle Obama on a lot of her policies, but let me but, tell you where she's right. But boom, boom, she's boom, right boom. on these Fine. things. That's all you have to do. All you have I mean, to it's do. It's not a big deal. Uh, Trump has responded. Here's uh, one of the tweets. Uh, he says, good Ugh. news is Melania's speech got more publicity than any in the history of politics. Yeah. Of course, ignoring uh, the lies yep, that he's been telling for the last several Especially if you believe that all press is good press, although I don't believe that. So uh, ask, ask Bill Cosby if that's true. Uh, next up, uh, any other ones? I think there's one other one on this, but maybe we don't have, might not have that one ready. It's another one that uh, basically says the same thing. Um, so uh, again, I really don't, bad, I don't really have bad. an issue with her finding motivation, basing it off something. But why lie about it? The this is why, and I've said this before. I don't know that anybody cares. I got it. But there's a difference in the way all politicians lie. Barack Obama lies all the time. Hillary Clinton lies all the time. Donald Trump lies about things that don't matter at all. It's a complete separation from almost every other politician and horrible person on the planet. Yes, yes, Barack Obama lies all the time. Yes, Hillary Clinton lies all the time. Hillary Clinton lies all the time to advance what she wants for herself. Okay, mm -hmm. so does Trump. However, Trump also lies when there's nothing on the line. When nothing, when it doesn't matter at all, he'll still lie because he prefers it over telling the truth. He actually likes it. How you get on TV I, I 50 don't know. times I honestly with don't 10 know different you, outlets yeah. and lie about this story, it's completely pathological. And, well, because it's not just this. It's been almost everything. Yeah. It's almost every issue. It's almost every controversy. It's, it's, I mean, in every case from uh, Lewandowski on, yep. this, is their, this is what they do. And, so, no, I can't say And it is. It. You're no. right. It's pathological. Yeah. And, you know, when people say, oh, you're going to vote for Trump, you're voting for Hillary. Really? Well, first of all, am I, if I'm not voting for Hillary, who am I voting for then? Because I'm not voting for her either. So am I right. voting for Trump if I don't vote for Hillary? Secondly, Trump doesn't own my freaking vote. At my, my right as a citizen does not go through Donald Trump. It doesn't go from God to Trump to me to the voting booth. It goes from God to me. And I get to pick who the hell I want to give my vote to. I don't, he doesn't have it and I'm taking it away from him. I, he has to earn it if he gets it. He, doesn't he have to earn it from you? Doesn't he have to earn it from everybody? Well, I gotta, he, yeah, gotta he, get off Facebook. He earned it by so many, from, for so many people. By saying he's going to make America great again. And that's the only thing they had to hear, I guess. I guess. I guess. I'm going to make America great again. And so all I don't need do... any of the details. I don't need any of the specifics. I Just do it. And by the way, make America great again was also plagiarized. Yeah, from... That's uh, a Reagan slogan. Reagan. And by the way, America first also plagiarized from fascists. Plagiarism. <laughs> just oh. admit it. I just saw uh, that's I think, you know, it's that it's not a political thing. It's a human thing. I would never trust a person who did this this many times. Right. Someone who just cannot bring themselves, even when caught, to tell you that they were lying. They lie. He lies and 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 lies. And then when the truth comes out, he lies and lies and lies and lies and lies and can't admit he was previously lying. And the Trumpanistas ah. hated that in Obama. And they hated it. fine with it, yeah. with, with yep. Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. oh, I, I don't get it. More Pat and Stu coming up in a, you know, 
minute or two or three. Four, whatever. It's usually no longer than four, four and a half, right? A person Melania has always liked is Michelle Obama. Probably, I'm surely voted for her. Oh, I, I mean, I would, I would be very surprised. Maybe not so much. Uh, we've been whining a lot, uh, and when I say we, I mean me. Um, I've been ranting quite a bit today, and, and this is the old, the old man coming out of me. Um, I'm about eighty percent old man. I've realized, um, and yeah, uh, yeah, I do. If you would you get off my lawn, please? You're on my lawn. Yeah. And get off of it right now. Um, and I think that it's interesting to see. Like, I think a lot of that is gets set into motion by. Is the idea of you know the culture of today, and and it's funny because obviously that's what old men say. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm fully aware of it, uh, and I'm fine with it to be perfectly honest. Um, the idea, uh, you know, millennials get beat up a lot, but it's really more like Occupy Wall Street type people. Um, th- this idea that oh, oh woe is you. We played the Patton Oswalt clip a while ago of the, uh, the as he was talking about his friend who was gay talking to his right. gay nephew, right. and and his gay nephew's complaining about all this, uh, you know, oppression uh, because they won't schedule the gay prom uh, with the gay club at the time that they want it scheduled. And he's like, "You've got a gay prom and a gay club. You're not being oppressed." Um, and it's like this is there's sort of that culture. Uh, someone's unearthed this these clips um, from the old uh, old school show Dragnet, and it's kind of I, I think it's somewhat reminiscent of if the, this show was on today, how they'd be talking to Occupy Wall Street people. Watch. Just don't understand. Maybe we do, son. Don't think you have a corner on all the of our true vision in the country, or that everybody else is fat and selfish, and you're the first generation to come along that's felt dissatisfied. They all have, you know about different things and most of them didn't have the same opportunity and freedoms that you do let's talk poverty most places in the world that's not a problem it's a way of life and rights they're liable to give you a blank stare because they may not know what you're talking about the fact is more people are living better right here than anywhere else ever before in history so don't expect us to roll over and play dead when you say you're dissatisfied it's not perfect but it's a great deal better than when we grew up a hundred men standing in the street hoping for one job Selling apples on the street corner. That's one of the things we were dissatisfied about, and you don't see that much anymore. You're taller, stronger, healthier, better educated, and you live longer than the last generation. And we don't think that's altogether bad. You've probably never seen a quarantine sign in your neighbor's door. Diphtheria, scarlet fever, whooping cough. Probably none of your classmates are crippled with polio. You don't see many mastoid scars anymore. Mastoids? We've done quite a bit of fighting all around the world. Whether you think it was moral or not, a lot of people are free today to make their own mistakes because of it. And that may just include you. I, That's I haven't seen a mastoid scar in a long time. Yeah, oh, Jeffy. Um, oh, man. Jeffy's no, you don't see him much anymore. That's, I, that's what they're saying. What is a <laughs> mastoid scar? Oh, Jeffy? Pat. Anybody know? Pat. Anybody know? <laughs> no one knows what a mastoid scar is. Horrific is what well, it is. this is their point, right? Yeah. Uh, now we, people yeah. don't know about it. Because don't know about it. I've never even heard of a mastoid scar. This is great, though. I mean, it is good. This is great. Let's it's watch, a good lecture. Let's watch and another there's more. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe uh, part of it's the fact that you're in a hurry. You've grown up on instant orange juice. Flip a dial, instant entertainment. 
Dial seven digits, instant communication. Turn a key, push a pedal, instant transportation. Flash a card, instant money. Shove in a problem, push a few buttons, instant answers. But some problems you can't get quick answers to no matter how much you want them. We took a little boy into Central Receiving Hospital yesterday. He was four years old. He weighs eight and a half pounds. His parents just haven't bothered to feed him. Now give me a fast answer to that one. One that'll stop that from ever happening again. And if you can't settle that one, what about the 55,000 Americans who will die on the highways this year? Yeah. That's nearly six or seven times the number that'll get killed in Vietnam. What about that? Why aren't you up in arms about that? Or is dying in a car somehow moral? Tell me how to wipe out prejudice. I'll settle for just the prejudices you have inside yourselves. Wow. Show me how to get rid of the unlimited capacity for human beings to make themselves believe that they're somehow right and justified in stealing from somebody or hurting somebody. Yeah. And you'll just about put this place here out of business. That's a damn good lecture right there. So, uh, and I so, like well, how, how the kids are moved. Yeah. They're they, feeling ashamed. It's of the only themselves. part of this that doesn't happen. You can you can have these rants and they just don't listen to you at all. <laughs> like um, yeah, shut up, old man. By the way, uh, <laughs> uh annual de- the rate of deaths on the highway is one of those we actually have solved. Per per billion miles traveled has dropped from uh from what was it, the fifties? Dragnet? Fifties, sixties? Sixties. Uh sixties. Um so uh has dropped by about sixty five, seventy percent. Wow! Since then, and it's That's down much further than pretty good. Uh, you know, over our longer. Haven't completely time. solved it, but have, no, we have not. Going in the how, right direction. I mean, we all know the the auto, uh, the automatic driving cars. Uh, I mean, that's right around the corner, and that's going to come close to solving it. I mean, wow. whether we like it or not. Well, there's more. Uh, one there's more, more to one hear. More clip there's more to hear. I don't think that we're telling you to lose them. your ideals or your sense of outrage. Nah. They're the only way things ever get done, nah. and there's a lot that still needs doing, nah. and we hope you'll tackle it. You don't have to do anything dramatic like trying to come up with a better country. You can find enough to keep you busy right here. Right While here. you're at it, don't break things up in the name of progress or crack a placard stick over somebody's head to help him see the light. Be careful of his rights, because your property and your person and your rights aren't any better than his. Good point. And next time, you may be the one to get it. We remember a man who killed six million people and called it social improvement. Oh, wow. So hang in. Don't try to build a new country. Don't Make the old one work. Right. It has for over 400 years. And by the world's standards, that's hardly more than yesterday. Think about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I, I really like that. I don't know. That's good. That's great. It's just I, lo- I like that shtick, though. Uh, I like it. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, that's just... I, I, I think I, that, 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 there's something charming about that to me. Yeah, um, I get, you got the the kids in the geeky uh, yeah. narrow jackets yeah. and stuff, and, like then, and then but they're and they're really paying attention. And they're listening and they're feeling badly about their. Yeah, I mean it's obviously unrealistic, but I mean I, the points are great, and I like <laughs> that old timey. The old timey delivery. They were working yeah. the night shift. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. I, I know, Jeffy. Uh, I, it's a little different than the. Um, uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, uh, Tom Hanks. It's yeah. Tom Hanks, right? Mm-hmm. It's amazing to think Tom Hanks was in that movie. Yeah, uh, with Dan Aykroyd, a, gr- a great film, by the way. Um, with Emil Muzz, who was the uh, who was the uh, the, the bad guy Amel in that movie. Emil <laughs> <Amel> Muzz. <laughs> I love that movie. I watched it way too many times. Um, and Tom Hanks was like oddly the ladies' man in that movie. Like mm-hmm. Aykroyd was the straight guy, and. Uh, Pe- Pep Strebeck, the uh, he was that was his name, Pep Strebeck, and mm. he was uh, he was like the ladies' man, like sleeping with all the ladies and didn't want to work and, and do cop things. He wanted to have a hamburger and sleep with ladies. Tom <laughs> Hanks has that role. It was very early, like he had that yeah. like 
bosom buddies and bachelor party yeah. and dragged it and then all serious roles from there on. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. I mean Joe versus the volcano. You've got So we want to give you uh, two pieces oh. of content from the, two of the most important commentators in America. I think. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, pr- Clearly. Probably the people you need to hear from most in the world. Um, I'm going to the D1 clip, guys. I obviously, that. obviously um, thing one is the first commentator of whom you speak. Right. Is the most important. Probably the most important. So we're going to do them in order here. And I know yeah. a lot of times with the countdown, you want to like start at number 40 and go all the way no, to number one. We don't want you to miss this. We don't so want we're you gonna, to miss we're this. We're not going to jerk around. We're going to get right <laughs> To the meat of it. <laughs> Number one, the best, probably the most important thing you'll hear this year uh, is, is this. Mm-hmm. Pioneer. I'm an explorer. <laughs> I'm a human, and I'm coming. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. I like to fight, too. <laughs> I like to eat. I like what? to have children. I like to eat? You like to eat and have I'm children? I'm here. I got a life force. This is a human. This is what we look like. This is what we act like. This is what everybody was like before us. This is what I am. I'm a throwback. I'm here. I've got the fire of human liberty. I'm setting fires everywhere. And humans are turning on everywhere. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I, is there a more insane person on the planet than this guy? I don't. I've I never don't, seen anything like it. I don't know why is he it, hasn't been institutionalized. That is amazing. Can we watch how, it one more time? How is Please. it possible that he roams the streets free? How Please. is it possible that he's not receiving help somewhere? He really doesn't. Well, he's. I mean, this may be with medication. Holy crap! Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever drug company that is needs to go out of business. Oh, you don't know what it would be like. You don't know what he's like without it. That's a great point. That's like the Obama argument on unemployment. You don't know what it would be like if I didn't do these things. Right. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, watch. Can we watch that clip one more time? Because that was really good. I'm a pioneer. You are? I'm an explorer. Huh? I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm a human, and I'm coming. You're coming? What? I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. <laughs> I like to fight, too. You do? You like to fight, I like to eat. Too. Like and he likes to have children. You like to have too. I got a life force. This is a human. This is what we look like. This is what we act like. This is what that. everybody was like before us. No. This is what I am. I'm a throwback. I'm here. Mm. I've got the fire of human liberty. I'm setting fires everywhere. And humans are turning on everywhere. Humans wow. are turning on everywhere? I wish, I, I wish we had an idea. If I cared enough to go and actually listen I know. to the broadcast. To see what set them see off. See what's wrapped around that. Yeah. Be interesting. That's very interesting. Um, and, and I think it's some of the similar wow. issues he's talked about before, as you'll see in this wonderful montage. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water because they <laughs> turn the friggin' frogs gay. Yeah. Ugh, ugh, it's one of my issues, the gay frogs. <laughs> I'm in control now. 
<laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Scum. <laughs> Filth. It's over for the globalist. Break the conditioning now. Excuse me. Yo, 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 I got guns. I'll hurt you. I'll take you down. I'm a dangerous thug. If we want to call Hillary Clinton a lying, demonic, corporate witch, we can do it. You got that, Hillary? Sick of your crap. Hey, Alex, can you hear me? Yeah, of course I can hear you. I just went to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, so first off, I'll give her that one. accelerated. My muscle mass increased. Wait, what? I'm angry. <laughs> I'm not a slave. I've broken the conditioning. It doesn't work on me. It was a summer of heaven and a winter of hell. <laughs> I'm just a little old man. He goes, ice cream. Google Warren Buffett's name and click images. Almost every image is. And he goes, ice cream. I'm a patriot. You people are part of a fruitcake cult. Do you understand that? Get it through your heads. Its face is turning blue and those little eyes are bugging out of that snot-nosed face. You want to fight? You're getting it. You will die, not us. <laughs> I know I'm evil, but I try to be good. And I hope God forgives me. Wow. Every time I watched it, I want it to be three times as long. I know. I just want it to continue and go on and on and on and on. That is really something. <sighs> I, uh, I'm kind of not going to hear you. I just waved to you. Yeah, I, I kind of got on a good of that, that one. The guy says, hi, can you hear me? And, and then he goes off like that. <laughs> So I mean, unless he knew something that we don't know going into the phone call, uh, a little just see. I will say there seems to be an anger issue there. I, I don't. There seems to be a lot mm -hmm. of issues there. Now, in a distant second place, as far as important commentators uh, would be Dinesh D'Souza, uh, way, <laughs> way in the background, as I'm sure he would uh, admit to. Um, he was on with uh, Glenn uh, talking about his new movie, Hillary's America. Let's watch. The Democrats were, they were completely in bed with slavery, north and south. Uh, and after the Civil War, they were, the whole party was in a shambles, and they had to rebuild. Uh, and their, their way of rebuilding was segregation, Jim Crow, and the Ku Klux Klan. That was their post-bellum, mm -hmm. that was the new Democratic Party. Their official slogan was, this is a white man's party, let the white man rule. And so you had, now we are switching from slavery to racism, and white supremacy was essentially the governing dictum of the Democratic Party from the 1860s to the 1920s. I have um, two pieces of Courier and Ives art, really rare. Uh, one of them is Abraham Lincoln um, on a rail, and he was the rail splitter. And uh, it, it's carried, one end of it is carried by um, a slave, a black man. And the language is quite severe for today, but it says, uh, you know, this old boy will uh, carry this man all the way to the White House. And it, and it, it shows that um, it tries to insinuate that, the, um, that Abraham Lincoln, and I think it was business, northern business, um, were, was carrying the other end, and they didn't care about the slave. Uh, and it also shows that that was... Uh, vile to a lot of people in America that they would even look at what they're doing. They're 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 trotting out a black man, and they're just using this to get elected. Well, they would use the phrase that the, the Democrats use was the black Republicans. Yes. they just use that phrase routinely. Now, the Klan was a part of that and a very important part of that because the Klan was founded in Tennessee by a former Confederate general, 
uh, who was also a delegate to the Democratic National Convention. Interestingly, later in life, he sort of repudiated the Klan. This is Nathan Bedford Forrest. I didn't know that. Yeah, he he, he said, I, I didn't mean to start it this, I didn't want it to go this way, kind of. He, so He's he pulled, the guy who skinned black people and he was a he terrifying, was horrible man. But, but he, he had these sort of qualms. Now, the Klan had a major revival uh, under after Woodrow Wilson showed the film The Birth yes. of a Nation. The Klan spread not only, it spread outside the South. It was in the Midwest, it was in the West. Uh, uh, and uh, the thing, here's the thing, the Klan was the acknowledged domestic terrorist arm of the Democratic Party. It was not something out there that was just doing its, its horrible thing. It was in bed with the Democrats. Here's a small uh, item of proof of that. Um, when, uh, when Harry Byrd um, died, I believe 2010, mm -hmm. Obama and Bill Clinton were at his funeral. Obama didn't touch the issue of Byrd having been in the Klan, but Bill Clinton did. And Bill Clinton said, oh, um, Harry Byrd was in the Klan. He goes, but, he goes, in those days, to be a Democrat in West Virginia, you had to be in the Klan. Very revealing statement. Because what it was saying is that Klan membership, I mean, the Klan would have its own primaries for Democrats. Three or four Democrats would all run, and the Klan would vote and pick its nominee. So, so you're saying that it was almost like you had to be a Nazi in Germany. If you were going to get anywhere, you had to be a member of the Nazi party. Yes, I mean, that's what I am saying. And, I, and, and I'm not the only one saying that. Historian Eric Foner, a left-wing or a progressive, he says it. So it's an acknowledged, there's a whole history here. That, and so, there's, so that's phase two. Then we come to the third phase, which is the emergence of progressivism, which began, of course, in the late 19th century, early 20th century. Uh, Woodrow Wilson was its leading champion. And then I think FDR kind of brought it home mm -hmm. uh, starting in the 1930s. So I think that was the third stage of the evolution of the Democratic Party. It essentially was when the Democrats realized that we can dominate the South as a white man's party. Uh, but the Republicans remain the national party. They can, the Republicans continue to win national elections pretty much from 1865 to 1932. And the Democrats realize if we're going to be a nationally viable party, we need to go bigger. Uh, and they came up with progressivism as their solution. And I, and I think, and this is the point that I want you to think about it. It's, it's a very outrageous point, but where did they get the idea? right, of progressivism and what we may call the urban plantation. Because if you think about what progressivism has done over the past 50 years, it's built these urban plantations for blacks, ghettos, reservations for Native Americans, barrios, ghettos, and slums for other immigrants. This is the legacy of the Democratic Party. It dominates these regions to this very day. There are Democratic mayors, Democratic school superintendents. For so, 60 years. So where, so where do they get the idea? How do they come up with this? I think that the way they came up with it is from the old plantation. Now, in other words, think about the old plantation, the, the plantation under slavery. What do you have? You have a horrible ramshackle dwelling, right? You have slave quarters, they were called. And you have people living in misery. Uh, they get a basic living, but not a whole lot. Nothing above basic necessities. Sure, if, you, if, you're, if the kid gets sick, the, the plantation owner would call the doctor. So there's health care, you might say. Uh, and the family was in tatters because they could, you could sell off wives and children. So there was a kind of illegitimacy, a kind of unofficial family structure, but no real family, no nuclear family where the parents could raise their own children. All right. 
today, if you walk through inner city Baltimore or Detroit, isn't it true that there's a rather chilling similarity? Now, there are a couple of important differences, but there's a similarity between the urban plantation. It's a meager existence. It's a Hobbesian world where life is nasty, brutish, and short. It's violent. It has to be controlled by force from the outside. All this stuff in Dallas, what, what's happening? In my opinion, the urban plantation boileth over. That's the root cause of it. It's not Black Lives Matter. It's, it's at the end of the day that when you have an uninhabitable world in which you can't live there and no one works, it's violent, it's dangerous, your kids can't walk on the street, old people have to hide, it's something is going to give. Uh, and so I think we're, we're seeing here the sort of playing out of an unbelievably old idea revived in a new form. Now, here's the important difference. The people on the urban plantation are voting for it. When did the Democrats um, all of a sudden lose the, uh, the idea that they're the plantation owners, that they're the Klan? The, uh, there was a huge controversy over the Klan in the 1920s. The, the, the Democratic Convention in New York, it's unofficially called the Klan Bake. <laughs> Tens of thousands of Klansmen came to New York. They were walking up and down Fifth, Fifth Avenue shouting racist slogans. And there was a big fight in the Democratic platform over whether to condemn the Klan. Um, the, the Klan won. The, 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 the effort to condemn the Klan failed. Uh, and the Klan uh, was, in a sense, vindicated at the Democratic Convention of 1924, I believe. Um, so anyway, so here was Franklin Roosevelt taking stock of all this. He was taking stock of the way that the Democratic Party was being becoming divided in the South. And he was also noticing the rise of new urban machines in the North. The daily, the, the Tammany Hall racket, for example, in mm -hmm. New York, which goes back to the 19th century. And so FDR basically realized, he, he realized, what if I can, I need to do something new here. And, and, and of course, the Depression was his opportunity. It gave him a chance to remake the Democratic Party. It gave him a chance to sell the American people on things he could never have gotten away with before. And so he came up with the idea of taking the urban boss concept that was local and making it national. Why have all these little urban bosses running their own individual rackets? I'll be the boss of all. I'll turn the whole of the United States, if you will, into Tammany Hall with a single boss. And then we can regularize everything and run it in a kind of organized way. So progressivism took national, the urban rackets that were, were essentially going on locally. How did the Republicans get the... Um uh, the image that they are the racist, they're oh. the period of race, and the Democrats are the ones who are the champion. Uh, after World War II, the progressives had a very simple task. Let's bury all connections with fascism and Nazism, because there were connections. Lots of deep, yeah. deep. Young JFK went to Nazi oh, Germany, yeah. was pretty impressed with Hitler, said some very embarrassing things. Mm -hmm. FDR was kind of uh, like mm -hmm. Mussolini, sent advisors mm -hmm. to um, uh, Italy to study fascism mm -hmm. so he could bring it. Bring, bring some of its ideas to the, to the New Deal. So the progressives went, oh, no, now this has the odor of the Holocaust. We've got we've to cover it up. And so they did it in very ingenious ways. I mean, a really good example is Richard Hofstadter, the historian, wrote a book about social Darwinism, right? Now, social Darwinism was mainly about organizing society, collectivism, social control, eugenics. He pretended like it wasn't about that. He pretended that, that social Darwinism really meant laissez-faire capitalism. And he, he pretended like businessmen in America were in, wanted to run their businesses and defended by appealing to Darwin. 
social Darwinism. And so essentially he reinterpreted social Darwinism in a capitalist way so that all the negative odors of social Darwinism became now attached to the right, to big business. Uh, this is an example of an wow. in ingenious work of progressive scholarship, which is considered a classic to this day, even though today progressive historians, they know it's a, it's a racket, and so they're uncomfortable. They'll throw in 30 qualifications. The same thing happened with the Klan. Uh, because the progressives basically said, we own the civil rights movement of the 1960s. Now, <laughs> the civil rights movement of the 1960s would not have passed if it wasn't for the Republican Party. Oh, yeah. Republicans in greater percentages voted for the, not only the Civil Rights Act of 64, the Voting Rights Act of 65, the Fair Housing Bill of 68. Um, the main opposition to the civil rights legislation came from Democrats. But you would never know that. Young mm. people don't know that at all. No idea. And you rarely read it. You, if you read the textbooks, uh, even the heroes of the Republican Party, you know, Sojourner Truth, the people who ran the Underground Railroad, the suffragettes were almost all Republicans. So the progressives will extol them, Susan B. Anthony, Harriet Tubman, but never mention their party affiliation because it has, it's all part of this reinterpretation in which the progressives will take credit for Republican achievements now rebaptized as progressive achievements and take all the democratic crimes and blame them on either one of three parties, the Republican Party, the South, or America. <laughs> America did this. America did that. But really, if America, let's say America did segregation, if America did segregation, we would have it now because the whole country was for it. But no, America didn't do it. Some people did it and other people fought it. It turns out that the Democrats did it and the Republicans fought it. Every segregation law was passed by a Democratic legislature and signed by a Democratic governor without exception. I make a statement in the film and even my own team, their jaws dropped. I go, every slave in the, that was owned at the time of the Civil War in the United States was owned by a Democrat. Think about this. There's no Republican who owned a slave. You would think that, that slavery would fall all over the aisle, but not so. The slavery felt on, fell entirely on one side of the aisle. And again, this is the kind of, this is the kind of fact that when, when you see it, makes you rethink a lot of the things you've mm -hmm. been taught. That is an unbelievable thing. I don't think I ever knew that. So no Republican essentially owned a slave we'd have to get next time he's on we're gonna to have to talk to him a little bit about that and expand on it the movie's coming out i believe this weekend um in theaters um and dinesh has been responsible for some of the biggest documentaries of all time so uh so it should be pretty interesting to check out uh and that is hillary's america dinesh d'souza there's a book there's a movie he's doing the whole thing and uh thank god somebody's out there talking I mean, dinesh is great i mean he's really smart and uh he, he is a very important voice slightly more important than Alex Jones. So. Stop beating us up. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jeff. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the sponsor this half hour is Super Beats, as Jeffy has just noted in his wonderful segue. Super Beats, uh, yeah, this is like the American way. You have uh, scientists and elite athletes and all these really smart people come around and they find out all these things about science, like dietary nitrates and how they tr can transform into energy and all this stuff that you don't understand. And then you, through the benefits of capitalism, just get, you, know, you just get a canister sent to you, Super Beats, and then you just use it. And you didn't have to figure any of it out. Those people that specialize in that figured it out for you. And then what else they figured out, which is important, is they realized you actually don't like the taste of beets. You want something that tastes like wild cherry. So that's what they did. Super Beets 
has all the advantages of beets and the beet juice and all the science that we just talked about, but it tastes like black cherry. Also original with natural apple. Go to stewlovesbeets.com. You take one of these things, give you a little energy throughout the day, uh, and it's not uh, some weird drug that Jeffy sells you. It's uh, it's beets. It's natural. 800-951-8896. 800-951-8896. Love the results of your money back. It's 800-951-8896 or stewlovesbeets.com. You just got beat up. Shocking. If this doesn't sicken you, nothing will. Okay? You're not a human being if this doesn't make you vomit right now. You get so sick to your stomach that you actually vomit right okay. now. Okay. All right. I'm ready to vomit. You ready? Mm-hmm. Jeffy? Well, you he's won't because you're vomit anyway. a despicable human being. I mean, I, I, this probably won't even I don't make wanna, you vomit. I don't want to make myself vomit because then I get back addicted to being... Oh, believe me, Craig. Then, uh, oh, right. I, can't, I can't go no, through no, that. Right. Right. I will say, this particular fact actually will anger Jeffy. <laughs> In California, okay, it is easier to buy a gun than a happy meal. That's not possible. It is, is possible, it? and it's a fact. In uh, California. Have we closed McDonald's is, in California for some no, reason? No, and that's what makes this so staggering that you can get a gun easier than you can get a Happy Meal. That can't be true. Parents all the time, you know, uh, they have a hard time giving their children a Happy Meal because they have to go to McDonald's, you have to purchase it, and you give it to your children. But they're continually just giving them guns all the time, just handing guns out to their kids. (laughs) Really? All the time. And that's why in California it's easier to buy. Well, that and the fact that there are as many as 2,900 gun dealers, licensed gun dealers in California, but only 1,165 McDonald's. That's funny. The typical uh, liberal complaint is usually that there are too many McDonald's and that's creating yeah, right. food deserts. But now it's too few McDonald's and too many gun dealers. Uh, now, I, my understanding of this is, and I. I am not an expert on California gun law. No, because you're stupid. Right. But my understanding of this is if you just because you have a firearms license uh, to sell a gun. That means you must you must sell them to all all children that enter your store. But we'll get to that in a second. I'm just saying, like, that doesn't even mean that you're you don't operate a gun store, for example, just because you have that license. Like it it could mean that you sold a, a couple of guns eight years ago. It could yeah. be, all, you know, there's a million reasons yes. why you'd have this license. Because, of course, they make you license everything that, for everything that you do with a gun. You notice they don't say practicing gun dealers. Right. They say licensed right. gun licensed. dealers. So if you now, wanted to be a dealer, if you wanted to sell guns on a regular basis, you could. Mm-hmm. But they don't. Now, beyond that, the process, of course, uh, to buy a gun for a child would be difficult because uh, you must be of legal age. So right <laughs> yeah. away, it's illegal. It's completely 100% illegal so that makes it for most of these a kids. stupid statement by the uh, California lieutenant governor right there. You also have to submit to a mandatory 10-day waiting period. Jeffy, you've bought a lot of uh, fast food over the years. You have to wait 10 days <laughs> after you buy it to eat it? Does it look like I'm waiting 10 days? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it does not. no, it okay. does not. Did you have to register your Happy Meal with the state? Because you have to do that with your guns. Mm. 
Not that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Do you have to undergo a background check to buy a Happy Meal? Thank God, no. No. Do you have to observe magazine capacity laws or maybe fry mm. container capacity laws of some sort? I McDonald's might have to, but I do not have to observe <laughs> any of that. Uh, you just need to pay for it. That's and on top of which, according to this story a, a couple of years ago, unless, I mean, obviously it's a couple of years ago, so it could have, uh, could have changed. But uh, they're saying, this story is saying that um, how many McDonald's are in? 1,100? Yeah, 1,165. And according to this story, uh, mm-hmm. McDonald's has um, a lot more than that. Well, in California, though? Yeah. Or, really? Yeah, uh, 1,492 McDonald's, according to this story. Oh, really? In California. I think that's just the year Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Calif- <laughs> California is the number one state with the most McDonald's. So I'm so, uh, that's a story a couple years ago. So That's go. still under the number yep, of licensed gun dealers proving, once again, <laughs> it's easier for a kid to get a gun in California than a happy man. I was in California I mean, what an recently. asinine, stupid, oh. buffoon When's the last time you were in California? When's the last time? Uh, mm. A couple months ago. A couple months ago. Well, I was in California three weeks ago, uh-huh. and you know what I found when I What'd went there? What did you find? We were our air uh-huh. our airplane was taxiing off the runway. Yeah. We had to stop for an hour to clear the guns. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was. It they was were a littering big, the. There's a big runway. Uh, take as many guns as you want. Free pile. Wow. And then we passed them the entire time, all the way to the hotel. The hotel. Mm-hmm. When I, I ordered a I ordered a an order of kids meal chicken McNuggets for my son, mm-hmm. you know what he you know what they brought up? What guns? Guns. They they, uh, they, they pulled it off. They said, "Oh, oh, you didn't want guns for the, the children." The dangerous assault rifle, yeah. an AR fifteen style assault bazooka. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> the automatic, automatic AR fifteen assault weapon, long rifles, long triple automatic li- long rifles that holds up to nine hundred rounds in its magazine mm-hmm. thing, clip, <laughs> clip holder. magazine holder. <laughs> yep. All that's true. It's all true. <laughs> it's so, so dumb. Asinine. I mean, look, I mean are, Gavin Newsom is a waste of skin to begin with, and we all know that. <laughs> what's so stupid about what a this? Dumb yeah, he's an absolute idiot. But I mean, what's so stupid about this is the point solely is that there are a lot of guns in the United States, right? I mean, they're just saying there are a lot of guns. Now, of course, uh-huh. there are a lot of guns. It's our constitutionally protected right to have them. So yes, there's more guns here than another. But places. to look at the number of gun to, dealers so, and then the number can, of McDonald's, right? You can make that point Come without on, lying about McDonald's. Stupid, right? I mean, now why would you say it's so? You could say stupid. You know, there's more licensed gun dealers than there are McDonald's franchises in the state. I mean, that's a true statement, apparently. Um, but it doesn't make it easier to get a gun than a Happy Meal. Just like the dumbass Barack Obama statement that it's easier for inner city kids to get a gun than a book. I oh, these are such stupid, stupid, and really dangerous and divisive uh, and ridiculous statements. And it'll be it'll be nice. Well, actually, it won't be that nice to get rid of Barack Obama because we got another one just as bad coming up. Next. So, uh, on that happy note, uh, we'll see if we can go get a happy meal or a gun. I'm sure we'll come up with several guns before the happy meal. Now, speaking of McDonald's, uh, where's the food? Where's the happy meal? When is it, uh, Jeffy? Can you get the get the big cart of McDonald's? They're wheeling it. Yeah, sure. Let me go grab it. Uh, It's a constitutional deal, right there. We talked about it. We need to eat it. Oh. 
77 back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, former Disney CEO Michael Eisner dreamed about building a new kind of Disney theme park. Uh, one that combined the fun and the thrills of a you know traditional amusement park with the lessons on America's history. Now, I, that could be really cool if you trust Disney to provide lessons on America's history. Uh, the ambitious park and resort would include scenes from uh, throughout U.S. history, a full-size Civil War uh, fort and, and battlefield for war reenactments, and a World War II airfield with full-scale aircraft and hangars. That'd be pretty cool. Right? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? That would be really uh, cool. I'd go see I would this. go see it. Yeah. Uh, so they announced plans to build the theme park, which would be called Disney's America, in a Virginia suburb in 93. But in 94, they officially scrapped the project. Um, hmm. So now there's been a uh, documentary produced on this called Disney's America. Here's a look. The idea for the park was actually very different from what they had done in the past. So with the announcement of the park, details came out publicly, and honestly, the park sounds pretty cool. Now, I won't go over everything, but I will highlight some of the coolest things. Now, with this park, unlike others, it wouldn't start on a main street. Guests would enter at something called Crossroads USA, which would be set at the years 1800-1850. It would start this way, so as you travel through the park, you would be traveling through key parts of American history, which is stupidly clever. Now, one of the most interesting things to me, as the themed facade buildings down the streets would have shops and such on the first floor, on the second and third third floor would actually be filled with hotel rooms, which really is different and would allow guests to actually stay inside the park. Like most Disney parks, it would feature several distinct themed areas. These would all build off of Crossroads USA, one of these being a full-size recreation of a Civil War fort that would feature a 360 circle vision film inside. Adjacent to the area would feature an authentic battlefield in which reenactments of the Civil War would actually take place. Others included a classic American theme park and something called Victory Field, a full recreation of a World War II airfield complete with full-scale war-era aircrafts and hangars. How did this not happen? Why has yeah, this not happened? Great. That's great. Uh, I think this is uh, the exact land what? that uh, Donald Trump had his winery on. Oh, in Virginia. oh. And, the most important uh, they couldn't winery build it. in North Africa. Yeah, yeah North, they couldn't uh, build it because uh, once they just discovered wine in Virginia. Couldn't they have put the Disney America somewhere else? <laughs> no. Um, apparently not, no. huh? No. All right, well, here's another look. Uh, here's some more information on Disney's America. Lots of people in the area began to show great opposition to the planned park, with people in worry that the resort would ruin the local environment. The claim was that the Disney park would bring in heavy traffic and urbanize the entire oh, area. Oh, no. Others claimed that the park would pull revenue away from other non-profit tourist attractions. The planned site was also only a few miles away from a national (laughs) battlefield park, where over 300,000 soldiers died. Mm. And, of course, people had problems with this. The backlash didn't stop here, though. In spring of 1994, award-winning historian David McCulloch formed a group directly to oppose the project. More criticism Mm. came in to even opposing the name Disney had chosen for the park, claiming that Disney was trying to corporatize the country. As thousands of people came out to protest the park, it was time for Disney, and especially Michael Eisner, to reevaluate their decision. So while looking over the facts, 
With all the public opposition, the eight-month operating schedule, and the legitimate finances, they made the decision to instead focus 100% on history, they'd redevelop the park into something different. What they came up with was Disney's American Celebration. This version would focus more on the fun aspects of America rather than the actual history. <laughs> Now, not too much is known about this version, however, it would feature more of the entertainment side of America, such as Coney Island and a full-size recreation of New York's Ebbets Field. The new idea for the company only lasted six weeks when Michael Eisner finally decided to give up on the Virginia Park. So, on September 28, 1994, Michael Eisner officially announced the Disney company would be abandoning its plans to build a park in Virginia. That's Yay! You won, mm. everyone who's anti-development. Now there's nothing there. <laughs> really too bad. I, I never sounds like, it sounds like the uh, the officials in, in uh, the town I live in, where they've got no foresight on any sort of... Uh, we just want to stay where we are. We don't want any development here. <laughs> right. What happens if cars start coming to this town? I don't know. You, you, I don't know. You, you, you might get them. tax money and, and maybe charge me less for the property taxes I'm paying. And then you maybe, How about that? Yeah, it's uh, nonsense. I never understand that. I, I, I don't like places that do that. Short-sighted that, and stupid. Yeah. Yeah, build the crap, man. Now Bring your it. your little town. Yeah, they build is the crap. forward thinking. They build the stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah. now, like Jeff, nuts! I mean, would you call your uh, penitentiary a town <laughs> where you live? Uh, no, but they're forward thinking. Yeah, they have work release. They are uh, forward which is what thinking. You're witnessing here. Uh, no, but I mean, it's it's I, it, that is a. How cool was that though? I, the, that the was really cool. Initial plan. Yeah, I, I'd be all over that. Yeah, I, I mean, take my kids there regularly. So a little like uh, Tom Brokaw there. I will say the nor nor northern and Virginia is not you know northern, but it's like you know not where it's not. You can't operate the park all year round. That's got to be a tough thing. Yeah, and when you're turning it off yeah. for four months a year. Yeah, I mean, but you'd have to because it would be to, too cold because people wouldn't want come. Um, but you could relocate the vision some other. State, you know, Texas, uh, for instance, huh. perhaps, you know, Texas mm. might be a good place for that. Amazing. I'm thinking. Yeah, but you need land. You need Dallas, place, Dallas, Fort Worth. You need Worth. a place to be able to build it, and there's no, you can't find no, it. There's no, find no, no space in Texas. In Texas. No. <laughs> it's only the size of the Soviet Union. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, kind of cool. Disney's had some really cool ideas over the years that just apparently uh, don't come to, I mean, some of them. Two of them came to fruition, but many of them have not. Um, Mental Floss has some things that you can get for free on your birthday. Yeah, breakfast. Things you might like. Grand Slam meal at Denny's. Just drop in, Wait. show them your ID. What? Yeah. yeah. We should yeah. we should keep this list. Well, Jeffy, when's your birthday? I mean, I mean not the year, obviously. We, you're never going to give us that. But, like, when's your actual birthday? In January. Okay. Uh, we just missed it. Well, let's fake it. You do you have to. You do have to show ID, though. Yeah, but yeah, look. So you can't are you kidding me? Somebody birthday. working at Denny's is really going to check? Well, and plus, you probably gotta have a million fake IDs. I just use a different alien. <laughs> oh, okay. um, so <laughs> uh, something else you can get for free on your birthday: ice cream. Coldstone offers a free ice cream coupon. This would be a, this would be a fun day. Do we have any of our birthdays coming up? Mine's in February, so that's not going to work. When's yours, Pat? November. <sighs> what about Keith? When is Keith's birthday? Anyone know? This would be a fun uh, thing to send someone out and try to get all of these things in a day. Yeah, it would. Yes, it would. <laughs> that would be a fun little uh, segment. Yes, it would. I would like that. Um, yep. Uh, so ice cream at Cold Stone. Then you got bowling at uh, AMF. They'll give you a free round. Um, dinner and a show at Medieval Times. 
on your oh birthday? Gosh. On your birthday. You know what? That's uh, that's a pretty good value because yes, it is. It's like seven hundred dollars a ticket at is medieval it? times. No, that, no, with the coupon, it's only six ninety nine. Wow, it's expensive. Uh, we, I mean, you take the family there, and it's you know. <laughs> $385? But you enjoyed yourself, didn't you? We're having, we're eating chicken with our fingers. Uh, 300, what? Uh, really? Yeah. It's that pricey? It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Is the show it's worth a, it? No. It? no. I'm going to say right now, no. I mean, that's the whole thing about it's going fun. to the movies, right? I mean, you go to, to go to the movie theaters these days, you're dropping some cash, and then you go to... It's like $20. To the at the food places, the food, well, you're I'm, out of your mind. It's what twelve dollars a ticket? Yeah, at the at the theater near. Us. And you're not getting yeah. out of there. I, I can't. I'm not taking my kids to the food place without getting out of there with. No, but without, even, but then you're eating them. You're, you're dropping so you're, you're probably easy. at. I think you're you're at probably. If you, you mean if you have dinner there too, a person maybe. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you eat a lot, it's I like mean, I mean, you my, have to eat a lot to be a thirty-five. So or 40 twenty-five person. bucks a person. I'm just. I mean, yeah, yes. twelve bucks a ticket. Yeah. Your sandwich. Well, yeah, your drink's probably three dollars. Thirty bucks, at least thirty bucks. I think thirty bucks ahead. Yes, you. Yes, you the last time I went, the last ticket. time I you went with that. my two kids, it was about a hundred bucks. So that's a little over thirty ahead. But that's. I, I mean, mean, that's a lot. You have to eat there. You could just get the. You know, yeah, I've gone there. I've gone there at times like late movies where I've already eaten. Me too. You know, sometimes I'll get and the dessert. And maybe have dessert. Yep, yep. me too. <laughs> of course. Why? Well, of course you're there, so you might as well order. That's I, just stupid. I will say that has happened many times. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get something else to eat, and then we'll just go there. We just won't get anything to eat. We'll just get, like, a, you know, soda, maybe a little popcorn. And you go, uh, and you think, well, you know, I'm here. Well, even that, that happens at the regular places. You go in, yeah. I, I, I order tickets online for, you know, a dollar ten with the special discount online. And you walk through the doors thinking, okay, I'm not... We're going to this movie. We got in for we got in for three bucks. We're not going to spend anything, and you get there and the popcorn and the, everything smells so. Well, and that's then you, typical. Then you end up spending another thirty five bucks through that's, the door. That's typical. I will say though, my weakness at the at this at the dine in movie theater, it's like you go in there and you're like, ah, I'll get I'll get something. Maybe you will get a snack or something. But then I think sitting there, I'm looking at this menu. I was like, I can order uh, raisinets or. I could get chips and queso, followed by pasta, followed right. by uh, a, a choc- chocolate cake. So, so nobody's getting raisinets when they get that. I, and I just, you know, yeah, the credits, have, the the credits haven't rolled red, so why don't you just go ahead and give me a root beer? There are, <laughs> there are one, let's see, two, three, four, at least four of these really fantastic theaters within, you know, 15 minutes of our homes. And because they have, you know, they they come with the Lazy Boy recliner, full size mm-hmm. Lazy Boy recliner. In some cases, it it reclines almost all the way back. So you got all kinds of space. Then they bring you food. Some of them bring you food. Some of them don't. But they 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 have these upscale uh, this upscale seating now. And it is has it spoiled you guys for any other theater? I can't go to any other theater. Yeah, I mean, I can't if it's at all possible, I will always go to the Yeah, if it's at all possible, I will go to the like, nice one. There's a movie theater near us that doesn't have that that we go to, but it's very close and has some other like yeah. advantages and to it. And it's a nice one. It's a, it's a They're fairly nice. yeah. It's a fairly new place, and yeah. it, it's you know it's yeah. not the old style. It's got no. the stadium seating, but and I mean, I, nice chairs, but not like this. I mean, I can think of one, two, three, four, five different franchises, five different separate franchises, all of which have multiple locations that do this type of thing right, right. near us. Right? I mean, yeah, that's I know. insane. Yeah. It's crazy. And you and talk I'm, about being spoiled, Pat, because we go. You know, my I. 
take my kids to the movies quite a bit, so we do go to the regular ones. Mm-hmm. But I, the last couple times I've taken them, it's like it's not even I've worth taken it. them to the to the recliner. And so this last time when I took my daughter to see uh, uh, the movie, she was like, uh, "Are we going to the one place? No." Right, like they're and they don't want to go anymore. Like the normal, <laughs> they don't like go. the normal like dine-in theater. There's one here that like I we actually don't go to a lot because we're like, ah, eh, it's the like the low-class dine-in theater. Like it's like the crappy one. It's like and it's actually mm-hmm. still fine. If the food is good, the seats are mm-hmm. comfortable but not as comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. the food is good but not great. Yeah, and it's like you get yeah. so spoiled I so. Know. Fast you really strap. do. You really do. And I, I, we've had people come in from out of town, other states, and we've taken them to this place. They're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I mean, it's like they've discovered gold. Yeah, and it is. You know? It's better than gold. It's, it's, better, it's better, than better than gold. It is. Because you can, how often can you relax in gold? It's a, well, Never. I mean, if you, you ever see, uh, feel as good. That's people think that like Scrooge McDuck, you can take a dive off in a big pool. <laughs> that hurts. Uh, it's not yeah, true. You, can, no. you actually get hurt, hurt very badly. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it'd be really bad for you. Uh, but it's fun, and I think I, if this is—I don't know if this is just a Dallas, Fort Worth, Metroplex phenomenon. No, I mean they're popping so up many. all over the country. They've got to be. There, there's up more here than right? I think in but most. I places. think they're going to end the regular theaters. Yeah, because you know, uh, I don't know about because everybody's going to get spoiled. Well, there's a, there's it's a not just us. there is a theater. The reason theater. that they're in this area though is because there are you know as uh, uh, people are working. Yes, yeah, and, and have, the uh, some disposable yeah. income. Oh my gosh, good. try going to Manhattan and finding a theater that you can even sit down in. I know. I mean, there are terrible theaters <laughs> right, there. Really bad. Um, but there's another theater here that um, it doesn't have dine-in theater, but what it has is a little like diner-esque restaurant in it. Where you can order the food and then bring that food in you. to the theater. Now, three years ago, this would have been the greatest place on earth. <laughs> right now, it's like, right. oh, no, go, like, I'm not going dumb. to that crappy place. Oh, come on, <laughs> I gotta carry it in myself. If I just give you, if I if I give you five bucks, will you carry it in for me? <laughs> and it's good food. It's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good food. More patents too coming up in a minute. It's so funny. You've been to all of these places. <laughs> We're so predictable. Oh man. We should point out that 100% of our conversation in an entire commercial break was revolving around <laughs> movie theaters and the things we like about them. And the, um, the last thing that we didn't get to, for sure, is that uh, the greatest thing about it is the reserved seating. Reserved seating, yeah. I, I am a huge fan. I wouldn't call that the greatest, but it is Well, great. no, but it is good. I don't know, man. Yeah. Really I like the greatest that. is the comfort. The comfort hey, is if I can reserve, If I can I reserve the a seat. The in an, <laughs> I do. I, um, but there's a theater um, that's uh, 20 minutes away from here, which has the the state of the art, like the top end sound system, digital right. projections. Yeah, like, you went to see the one movie there. Right? I saw yeah. Revenant there. Um, uh, and, oh. and it is like better than any movie theater. Was the like, scene in America. like uh, the recliner thing? Um, no, oh. it didn't have that. And it didn't have food. Um, oh. You know, it's just a normal movie theater, the... but with the technology being better. And while the, t- mm. I mean, it was noticeably better, like to the point that it, it looked like you were looking through a window. 
I mean, it was incredible how oh, great that's it looked. Cool. I'd like it's to, worth I'd like seeing to see a movie that. there. Yeah. However, <laughs> uh, I would However. go to a much lower class movie theater to get the food. And you know what's interesting <laughs> is years ago they said that DVDs and and the uh, on demand yeah. and all of that stuff was cool. going to wipe out uh, the movie industry. And the movie industry found a way to adapt and fill a hole. And make it such a great experience that it keeps you coming out. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's uh, penetrated like nationwide as much as like you, you would think. Like I don't think you can go necessarily one of these places everywhere yet. Yeah, but probably once not. you do, I mean, because it's probably a different not. experience. Because pe- people always will go to restaurants. Yeah. Like yes, food's That's always true. been available at home, but you can you go. People are always going to go to restaurants. So if you go to a restaurant and you make the restaurant a little bit better for a little bit more money, I mean, if you're going to watch a brand new movie, awesome theater comfortable seating, good food, and you're paying $12 for the ticket in addition to what you'd be paying for your meal, it's a little mm-hmm. bit more expensive. You might not do it every single weekend, but you're going to go out there because it's a better experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, and yeah. I, I, I say this all the time. It's like, you know, you're always looking for like, well, what are you, you going to do this weekend? Well, the, the standing answer to that for me is always dine in theater because I can do that every day. I could. I don't too. care if the movie's good. I could too. I don't care. I, know. I, I just it, you give me an opportunity it's to sit in a movie theater experience. and eat. Oh, it's I went. I went to a movie that stupid wedding date movie the other day. Oh my god! Uh, and they had Dave they had and Bob, Bob or whatever or wedding the, dates. Yeah. <laughs> you know the movie at its moments it was funny at times, but you know it was one of those kind of like raunchy sex comedies. It wasn't mm-hmm. that great, um, but uh, they you know it was great. Um, the giant soft pretzel sticks uh, dipped in queso that I was eating throughout. Uh, and then, you know what else? Is this? The, the cavatappi, cavatappi, cavatappi pasta with cheese sauce mm-hmm. that I ate throughout mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it wasn't for me uh, eating a little too slow, I would have got the cookie selection, the hot uh, fresh baked cookie selection sampler set that they had mm-hmm. that would have been delicious too. Who gives mm-hmm. a crap if the movie? They can just show. They can show this stupid show up there. You'd still go. <laughs> yeah. okay, that's exaggeration. I was making. Now you've, that you've taken it too far. Okay, okay I get now it. You've taken yes. it too far. <laughs> uh, before we leave, I, one quick thing. It looks like um, the Trump campaign may have violated federal law oh my by gosh. using a Trump organization speechwriter to plagiarize Trump's wife's speech. Um, they, um, you actually have to have that money go through the Trump campaign, uh, and if they used it for a different one of their uh, organizations, it looks like that may have been uh, a violation. Uh, so of once again, election law. Uh, just another, just another little piece, another sprinkle of the great Donald Trump uh, doing something that brings that isn't right. Yeah, because he doesn't know what he's doing, and neither do the people around him. Ted Cruz right now speaking in Cleveland uh, not to the convention delegates, speech. not at the convention. This is not his convention speech, but that is uh, something I look forward to tonight. Hopefully, he does not endorse. I have high. Hopefully, I mean, if, I think I'm not. wrong about the guy. You know, I definitely lose some respect for him if he does. Oh yeah. I mean, he's still he a great can't. senator, but uh, but he uh, can't. He can't endorse. Don't, don't do it, Ted. Don't do it. 